Hello there, darlings. It is I, Poppy Merriweather. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. This week, the ladies are exploring the swinging 60s, the era of free love, a time period utterly wasted on these two fuddy-duddies. And now, on with the show. <laughs> Sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret! Hooray! I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Addercop. And so, once again, we are <laughs> trolling history's music. <laughs> Literally trolling it. Yes. You think you're so great, musical history? <laughs> we, oh, uh, ooh, look at you! Look at you with your bongos! Your historical significance! Woo! Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> so this this episode, we're delving into the music of the 1960s and part one. And yes, part this is first. going to be a two parter, people, because <sighs> there is a lot of music in There's the 1960s, a lot, and there is stuff we're leaving out that we really like too. Yes. Yeah. So. And 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 there's a good chance that we may add some supplementals onto our Patreon page. Uh, so that other, so that if you're really, really gung ho and want to know some of the other music that we yeah. that we left out of the show, uh, we'll leave we'll put it up there. <laughs> uh, because this, so in the 1960s, music became a thing. Like I mean, it had already been a thing before, but it's kind now of been a thing for as long as yes, humans, as humans have been but a thing. now it started becoming. There started being genres and yeah. and, and subgenres right. and like and, and, and if you thought like oh, things oh man and it's one of those things that the more you think about it the more like you're like oh but what about this and yes. oh this became a thing then and oh this became a thing that we have to discuss because that led to this yes. other thing well, that led to this other thing that we like and one of the big things <sighs> that that while delving into the 1960s one of the big things that we quickly discovered was that uh, how much the Beatles specifically <laughs> went from the nineteen from nineteen sixty three to nineteen sixty nine. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much the their entire the career. Beatles, right, right. Their entire career only spanned that short period of time. Well, really. No, we're well, gonna get I mean, some angry tweets. Well, no, they it went, was not their entire career, no, but it was when the, the Beatles biggest, were the Beatles. Yes, you know, and, that you had heard of them. But that, but they pr- also produced a lot of albums, like yeah. a lot of a lot of music that. I didn't realize happened in the 60s. I actually thought happened a little bit later were in the 60s. So yeah. they were massively producing music and ever, and after 65 or yeah, 65 they actually started having a little bit more control over their albums, which right. meant they were able to do different styles of right. music. Right, and that's when you start being able to plug them into multiple. Yeah, and, well, and so every, we, managed to, we managed to not play the Beatles <laughs> in every single song set, well, but we could, we could, we could have. have. Uh, Honestly, like, when you start breaking it down by 
type of music yes. it's which Style. is like yeah. well, and and, and uh, that's so, kind of and that's what we've done for this episode right was right that we, we did we broke down it and so in this episode we discuss motown r&b blues slash blue-eyed soul which is white people doing, doing you know yeah. uh, blues and blues, r&b yeah. uh phil specter which is the wall of sound yes which he's became har- all thing he's a horrible 60s. human being he's a horrible but his human music being style being. He's got terrible hair and he's a murderer for realsies. But yeah, but like he became very influential in the 60s. Uh, we also delve into country because we've got... The Nashville sound became oh, a yeah. big thing. Nashville, yeah. Nashville in not only country music, but also in R&B and blues becomes a thing. And we like you've got... And then oh, we delve... Well, and then we... Folk and, rock. And then we're going to go into folk, folk yes. music, which folk music has... Been, oh. has been around actually forever right. as long as there have been people again folks again but this is again you have suddenly an explosion of folk and keep in mind this is the era of vietnam this is this and the era of like we had just come out of the korean war I yeah believe. and civil rights and were the civil rights movement also this is also with the death of woody guthrie who was a huge folk right woody guthrie dies in, in the 1960s in the 1930s, and that 40s. a bunch of people yeah. um uh, he was the one that i i'm sure that it has resurged as a meme yes. is like this machine kills fascists. Yes. And that, and also he wrote a song about old man Trump. Trump. Yes. Uh, yeah. Actually, for realsies, for truesies. Actually, uh, I believe it was about the current administration's uh, father or grandfather, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was. So, yeah. It was about so, his, I believe, no, his father. Yeah, it was his father. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so, shockingly relevant again. Yes. we. Yeah, that was another thing that we discovered when trolling through the, the 60s and especially, like, revolutionary music comes back up again. Yeah. And uh, political music becomes back up again and... A lot of it becomes, and it's going to continue to the 1970s well, and, and continue and, into the 1980s, but, and a lot of it is super relevant right Well, now. and also ni- 1960s, I feel like, is, is the time period where a lot of the political music of the folk singer era actually becomes... Mainstream. mainstream and played on the radio a lot more. Pete Seeger gets kicked off of television... And also the Smothers Brothers get oh, get, get kicked, off, get of kicked off of television because of their anti-Vietnam stance and and Pete Seeger singing a a anti-war song from the from World War One era, which is the big knee deep waist deep in the big muddy is actually a song from from World War One, and he gets him himself and the Smothers Brothers uh, kicked off of the of, of the airwaves because because that wasn't kosher. Uh, and, and if you are of a certain age, uh, like Emmett and I are, oh. and uh, we're like, again <laughs> dropping the steampunk yes. thing for for this because it's not uh, super relevant to these particular episodes. But if you were like us and you grew up in the seventy late seventies and early eighties. Uh, you watched a lot of syndicated 1960s television. Oh, yes. Whether and you realized 1970s it or not. Yeah. I, I, I know I did. I yeah. watched oh, yeah. a butt-ton of laughing growing up. I watched a bunch of old SNL. I yeah. watched a bunch of these uh, shows. Yeah. And, and you watched a bunch. And even as a child, you watched a bunch of media produced by people that were that were birthed by this era. Yeah. So, for example, if you were a child of the 1970s, uh, late 
mid to late seventies, early eighties, and you watched Sesame Street, yes, you are watching the a show created by a guy who came of age in the sixties. Yes. So it becomes it's it becomes super yeah even if relevant. you were around when it happened it, it it's there's a certain amount of this experience that resonates with you as that age group and if you were around for it it super resonates with for you because this was these were your teen years yes yeah well and in the nineteen and the nineteen sixties uh, a lot of, so a lot of this Dad, music women's is, rights yeah a gay lot of rights. Black all that rights. stuff yeah, yeah and yeah. a lot of this music is the music Freedom. that our like being parents. the age that we are be our parents actually grew up listening to and then by proxy we ended up right. hearing a lot of um so true. so like we we spent we have spent a large portion of the time while playing these songs singing along to them <laughs> because we know all the words yeah there was a lot of singing yes. that went on yes while while picking out what to do yeah. so so a lot of these songs may be familiar to you if in you a are, very strange way and, if you are if you are of a certain age. And if you're younger than that, uh, yes. you are about to hear a whole bunch of stuff that sounds really like I mean this is when we're getting into what most of us would consider modern music, yes. right? Yeah. Like and uh this is also the age where like I know we talked about music getting commercial well, in the 1950s but this is when everybody had access well yeah to it. and also the 1960s music is actually the style of music is actually making a resurgence or has been for the last like 10 years or so because if you if you listen to a lot of of current musicians there there is a big resurgence of this of the Motown R&B blue-eyed oh, yeah, soul yeah, yeah. sound coming back because like Adele and Regina Spector and Duffy and Well that was all stuff that was like 10 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah. No, but it's but, but it all but 10 years ago and more Amy like Black, it's all or coming, Amy Winehouse Amy Winehouse and, like, yeah. um, all of that style oh, is Bruno very, Mars Bruno is Mars, big in the yeah. 1960s yeah, sounds. There's, there's um uh Jack Bug um or Jake Bug. Oh, um, there's a bunch uh, of it that all oh, sounds. Think of, oh well, Vintage Trouble. Also, is Revolver. Also, Revolver. Vintage, vintage Trouble. Trouble is very. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy I can't think of his name, and I will remember it yeah. randomly later, much much later, and I will shout it out, and yes. no one will care anymore. But oh, but um, the heavy. Is yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, there's yeah, you've there's, got there's a there's a lot of there's oh Raphael Sadiq. Uh, yes. Yes. Nineteen sixty. Like, there's a lot of musicians that are co- that are coming out now that are, are hearkening back to the nineteen sixties sound. So it's obviously, you know, well, it res it resonates with people even if they're if they weren't around for it then. It's coming back around, so and that, it's that's all why it's suddenly relevant again. Yes, because like a lot of the conversations people were having in the nineteen sixties, not for the first time, but right. that that suddenly hit the main stage in a way they hadn't before, are hitting the main stage now yes. again in a way that had kind of gone into hibernation. Yes. I would well, say. a lot of people feeling very much like. Oh, I'm having to do this again? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that I've, a lot, too. Like, I'm I had older. to protest this stuff in the 60s. Yes, yeah. Um, but, again, like, you know, it, it's it's relevant. It's yes. relevant again. Like, suddenly, um, the powers that be couldn't control the narrative because you had this new form of music that reached people and 
young people especially in a way that it hadn't before and could be distributed outside of the traditional means of distribution yes if if you which is similar to right now if you ever want to delve into the film of 1960s (laughs) i have some very good movies of 1960s to recommend they're very i will warn you they are very dated yes they are very dated however very relevant in a lot of ways. One of them is called Wild in the Streets. Um, it is a it is a movie about it's about a counterculture revolution um, where they drop the voting they drop the age of voting and also drop the age of uh, becoming president to way younger. Um, because the argument being that if people can vote at 18 right. like, and, and go to war and all of these different things, why can't people be, uh, president, be president and, and, it, and it's a, it's actually depends on how you take it. It, it has good points and bad points. Um, I'm, I saw it as a child. My my mother made me watch it because it was a movie that she had seen when she was a kid, mm-hmm. and it spoke to her. It resonated with her <laughs> at the time. Um, I actually think it's a story. Personally, at the time, and still now, kind of think of it as this is a cautionary tale, right. saying <laughs> don't don't let your children. Or do no, these things, or, or maybe but, don't vote for the sparkly, yes, the sparkly shiny, the sparkly nice shiny candidate. Yes. That's that's but really I think fun, it's fun, but maybe unqualified. Yes, I can't imagine why that would resonate no. in today's yeah. time. Yeah, so I feel like that is a movie that it that should be uh that should be revisited uh if you're into that kind of thing. Also, uh, Putney Swope which is a movie about a white advertising company, a business in the 1960s, who is about to get shut down for some reason, I can't remember. And they make... The, Gentrification. Yes. The white board of directors, uh, in order to, quote-unquote, save the company, uh, make the black janitor the president the oh, head of the no. board, and then this already sounds terrible. <laughs> oh no, it's very, it's good. It's okay. really good. It's actually really, really good because the whole idea is the fact that the, uh, that he then becomes pre- He has the power, and he brings in all of his black friends, and all of the the advertising company itself changes, mm-hmm. and it's a very, it's it's a very nineteen sixties. Right, dated thing. It's it's an early form of black black exploitation films, which are a thing right, from yeah, the sixties, so fr- the seventies. So so fair warning. Fair it's warning. definitely dated. You're, there's definitely some parts in it where you're oh, like, oh, man, no. this is wrong. But I I actually only really like it because of the advertisements that they do in it <laughs> because they're really funny, and they're also a lot of it's a lot of social commentary. So into if Mad it. Men didn't speak to you. Yes, hey, if, maybe Mad- just, if you liked the concept of Mad Men but hated all the white sexism and racism, yes. hey, maybe give this movie a try. I haven't seen it. I can't yes. endorse no, it. No, no, it's not. and it's and it's very it's very 1960s. And I will also state as a warning, I saw these move both of those movies when I was a teenager. So So there might be some things if you revisit I, it you go, Oh yes, no. so yeah, so like The Secret Garden, which was yes. my favorite book as a child. My favorite book. I love that book so much. Oh my gosh. 
And then I reread it oh, later. Yeah. And now it's as a more yeah. Oh, no, it's yeah. so bad. Well, yeah. no, no, the book is still good. The part where Mary gets to England and yeah. we're just dealing with Mary in England, yeah. awesome. Cut out everything before oh, that. Because yeah. racist and cl- yeah. colonize your nightmare yeah. Yeah. oh so, it's so bad so, yeah. so if you do go and watch but you those... don't remember that part right. as a child because right. you're like oh no she just goes to England and she finds but, this mystery will... garden and she helps her friends but I will say that if so if you if you are curious about the 60s those oh, are two yeah. movies that I feel like you should watch also uh, keeping in mind that I have not seen them in a good, good 20 good, 25 long. years or so so if there is things in there that are offensive and and horrible, I apologize <laughs> because I don't remember those parts. I just remember the funny parts. It's like watching Kentucky Fried Movie. It's oh, like it's one so of those. Bad. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. Also, but, like, but when I was wow. twelve, I thought it was funny. Don't, your mom let you watch Kentucky Fried Movie at twelve? Because there's a lot of sex in Kentucky Fried Movie. I don't know movie. how old I was. I don't there's know. A it's lot. a terrible movie. There's a lot of... It's like, like Saturday the 14th. That's another movie. When we, when we, I don't, haven't seen that. That's all it has, Mr. Duffy. It has, Smother, it has Smothers Brothers in it. Mr. Duffy. Or one of the Smothers Brothers. Uh, I don't know. There was a big thing. It's in the 70s. Late so 60s, early 70s. There's a big rash of terrible movies. If you go back and watch a lot, of, a lot of older movies, you will realize that the ratings back then were not totally different. the ratings... Nowadays, and you will sometimes be shocked and horrified by the content that was considered yes. suitable yes. for children. The only Woody Allen movie that I actually enjoy, because I do not like him, mm-hmm. and I do not I like his imagine. movies. Why? No, because he's a weird reasons. child molester. Yeah, for fight me. He's a weird child molester <laughs> for multiple reasons. I do not like his movies. Uh-huh. Um, but the What's Up Tiger Lilies. Oh, What's Up yeah. Tiger Lily. No, is, that's is, yeah, I love that of the movie. Few, and that's a 1960s and movie. And it's awful. Yes, it's, it's awful, awful and racist as Yes. Uh, yes, as, it is terrible. Like you and, watch it as an adult, you're like, "Oh, this is yeah. racist." Oh, this yeah, is it's like, very very dated. More than a little racist. Yes. So, and it's one of those movies where where yeah, like like let us when you're watching a lot of these of a lot of old time movies and things like that, you have to understand that the rules of behavior were well, different, right? Because it and, was a society that, dominated by hetero straight white men. Yes, and uh, cis hetero straight yeah. white men, and uh, yeah. So, so like, like, so uh, but, keep in mind when you're watching the, those things. So, so. But I'm that, only recommending. That's also a only... disclaimer for all of yes. this music. Like, there's going to be some. Okay, so there's going to be some super sexist stuff and all yes. this music, and uh, yeah, yeah, and so yes, that was acceptable. So time. yes, and so keep in mind that that yes, with these movie ma- recommendations that I have suggested, they are they're probably going to be terrible. Oh yeah, no, they're going to be modern, sexist from and From a racist. Ma- modern standpoint. Just but go in there knowing it. Knowing that and I also... I haven't seen any of these, yes, but I already also know. knowing that and then under- <laughs> like if you want to delve into the 1960s yes. and the history, I feel like these are the movies that you should watch. Hey, like, and especially the counterculture if, movement. And if, and if you know some cool counterculture movies that we have not recommended that we have not seen, which it would be, I have not seen very I've many seen a lot of counterculture them. movies at all. So, hey, what's up? But they are coming from a different sp- perspective because yeah. it did exist. It was just more underground. Yeah. This is when, like, access to, again, like, all of a sudden the people that traditionally controlled media don't control it as much as they did before. So I'm sure there's some cool counterculture stuff out there that we don't know about. Hit us up on Twitter and recommend them and we'll retweet them. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 
yeah, and with that, we will now delve into the plethora of 1960s music that we have gathered.
that is Gladys Knight and the Pips with I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Before that, we had The Temptations with Ain't Too Proud to Beg. And starting off our set was Smokey Robinson and the Miracles with Ooh, Baby, Baby.
was Stevie Wonder with Uptight, Everything's Alright. Before that, we had James Brown with I Got the Feeling and starting off our set It's too hot and hot tubs for James Brown. Sorry, I couldn't help it. I had to. And starting off our set was Otis Redding with Cigarettes and Coffee. What you trying to do to my
Dusty Springfield with Son of a Preacher Man. Before that, we had Janice Joplin with Summertime. And starting off our set was the Young Rascals with You Better Run. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you worried about the future? Do you fret over the welfare of your children? Do you lay awake at night thinking about the damage that hideous human-animal hybrid beasts could visit upon you and your loved ones? <gasps> Lower Uppington Insurance Brokers is here to help. Our insurance plan will cover you in the event of an attack from slavering ungodly creature people, whether they come cursing and growling into the comfort of your own home or run afoul of you while you take an inadvisable holiday on an island owned by a crazy Frenchman. Lower Uppington Insurance Brokers, because manimals is inevitables. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can! Simply email us at clockworkcabaret at gmail.com with the word advert in the subject line.
Ike and Tina Turner with River Deep Mountain High. Before that, we had The Crystals with He's a Rebel. And starting off our set was The Ronettes with Be My Baby, all songs that were produced by Phil Spector, starting off a trend that would last for at least five decades, if not started sooner, where you can be a terrible garbage human being. But as long as you're talented and a man, the world will forgive you.
Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. There's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. But those people keep a moving, and that's what tortures me. Johnny Cash with Folsom Prison Blues. Before that, we had Patsy Cline with Got a Lot of Rhythm in My Soul. And starting off our set was the one, the only, Dolly Parton with Dumb Blonde. That was off of her first album. It was. That was Baby Dolly. It was. Dolly Parton, still amazing. She's a national treasure. She is a national treasure. Uh, So Whitney, the song Whitney Houston sang. Uh, I will always I was, love you. I will always that love was you. originally Dolly Parton. It, it is a Dolly Parton song. Yeah. She made a ton of money from it. Elvis apparently wanted to record that song, and Elvis's manager approached her about having him mm-hmm. record it, and he was one of her heroes. Yeah. So she really wanted him to do it, but but Elvis was going to get a songwriting credit on it. Oh. And fifty percent of all of the 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 money the that royalties the, the oh, royalties yeah. that the song made. So Dolly cried about it and had a little bit of a moment, but turned him down. Turned down the colonel and said no. And instead... she wrote that song. Well, she wrote that song, right. It was her song. It was her song. And then many, many years later, Whitney Houston recorded it for The Bodyguard. Yes, a terrible movie. But it made her so much money, that's how she paid for Dollywood. Oh, excellent. So there's a little little Dolly Parton story for you that she turned down letting her idol record her song because he wanted a songwriting credit, which apparently was part of the colonel's you know, standard yeah. contract yeah. for Elvis songs at the time yeah. that Elvis would get a songwriting right. credit for the song, regardless of what he had to do with it. And he was going to get 50%. And That's, then she said, yeah. she said no. Good for her. Good for her. Like, also, yeah, like, also I will, go, I, ha- I have a strange admission. Uh-huh. Okay. So I don't like amusement parks. 
But right, I, you don't. I don't. I don't. I don't you, like you don't. rides. I don't we, like we've crowds. Discussed this. this is a horrible thing for me. However, Dollywood. I would go to Dollywood. I would go if to Dollywood. If given the opportunity, I would go. Especially when it's like when they have when it's they have a drag queen parade. <gasps> yeah. I would totally go. Drag queen parade at Dollywood. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. my. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally go for yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, we love Dolly Parton. Yeah. Not, not I mean, I honestly, honestly, I don't actually, I don't listen to a lot of her music as I'm not a big country music fan. However, Dolly Parton as a icon, yeah. I am, I am oh. completely oh, well, she's, and totally behind. She's yeah. smart, she's, savvy, good yeah. at what she does. Also, like, she has kind. a huge wig collection, which she I can get behind. She has a great wig collection. Because I also super have Super sparkly clothes, which yeah. again... Sequins. So, so yeah, and donates like hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of books every year to kids yeah. so oh, that yeah. they have access she's to known libraries. She's the book lady. Yes, yep. Dolly Parton is the absolute best. Yeah, yeah. and she's funny and da- like personable. Yeah. And no, I feel like she is a good example of of a, a of a famous person using her using her fame. For, for good things. Yeah. And I appreciate we're, that. We're, we're, and I will be very heartbroken and sad if, if something comes out that, sh- that, no. that, that she's horrible. I but, can't. But I, no, I, I can't, can't believe. I that. can't believe that I can't that's the case. I feel it. like no. it would have come out already. Well, break my little heart and pain. Well, yeah, no. I feel like, I feel like it would have already oh. come out if it was true. Also, apparently she's covered with tattoos. Yes, I've heard well, that. I know. Like, like, I don't know if that's true or not, but I love it. Supposedly. That's why you only see her in long sleeves. Yeah, like Dolly Parton's rocking some full sleeves under there. Like, I love it. That I may don't, just be I a, don't even that care. That may just be a myth. I don't care if it's not true. It's true in my heart. <laughs> in my heart, it is true. She is an icon. Also, no. I discovered that Carol Channing, who... Is someone from the from the olden days of music and comedy is still alive at like ninety five, yes. ninety seven. Oh or my something gosh! Like yeah, and, she's and, still kicking butt. Yes, and that that uh, it, when we get to the seventies, I hope to play some of her uh, some Heck of yeah. her her storytelling things from so i'm very excited about yep. that she's another one that like dolly parton i should feel like we should have a little wall of, of, of patron of saints I, yeah of iconic women that we like and that maybe we, we should if if you're an artist and you would like to donate something for our wall in our studio i will gladly put it up and take a picture of when it's oh, complete because now love... i feel like this is a thing we need also nina simone who oh yes not being has not gotten played this this song set yet and we're gonna try to get her in next song set yes but, oh nina yes oh she is definitely which we have played i, I feel like that we, we don't have to justify our nina simone love because yes. we've played her we've played her before on the show and i and yes both both lady Addercop and i love her so much and actually the a lot of times the songs that i want to play which are my favorites are the ones that are some somewhat <laughs> We try to again, try to keep it PG thirteen. Yes. Don't always succeed, yeah, so, but at least you know try. I give it a good try. But but uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited about playing some of her. Oh, and so good. if we don't get it, if we don't get it for the next episode, we'll we will de- definitely yeah, we'll put definitely it in the supplemental. Have to do a supplemental so because yeah, she's a she's a she's a favorite of ours, and, and like it's a crime if we yeah. don't play her. Yeah, it's true. All right, let's play some more music. I was 
was riding on the Mayflower when I thought I spied some land. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> okay, take two. I was riding on the Mayflower and I thought I spot some land. I yelled for Captain E. Rib, I have you understand. Who came running to the dick? Said, boys, forget the wheel. We're going over yonder. Cut the engines, change the sails. Haul on the bowline, we sang that melody. Like all tough sailors do when they're far away at sea. I think I'll call it America, I said as we hit land. I took a deep breath, I fell down, I could not stand. Captain Arab, he started writing up some deeds. He said, let's set up a fort and start buying a place with beads. Just then this cop comes down the street crazy as a loon He throws us all in jail for carrying hoppers Ah, oh, me, I busted out, don't even ask me how I went to get some help, I walked by a Guernsey cow Who directed me down to the Bowery slums Where people carried signs around saying ban the bums I jumped right into line saying I hope that I'm not late When I realized I had eaten for five days straight I went into a restaurant looking for the cook I told him I was the editor of a famous etiquette book The waitress, he was handsome, he wore a powder blue cape I ordered some Suzette, I said, could you please make that crepe? Just then the whole kitchen exploded from boiling fat Food was flying everywhere, I left without my hat Now, I didn't mean to be nosy, but I went into a bank some bail for a rab and all the boys back in the tank they asked me for some collateral and i pulled down my pants they threw me in the alley when up comes this girl from france who invited me to her house i went but she had a friend who knocked me out and robbed my boots and i was on the street again well i wrapped up on a with a U.S. flag upon display. I said, could you help me out? I got some friends down the way. The man says, get out of here. I'll tear you limb from limb. I said, you know they refuse Jesus too. He said, you're not him. Get out of here before I break your bones. I ain't your pop. I decided to have him arrested and I went looking for a cop. said fab as he saw me leave a hot dog stand in a chariot that stood parked across from a building advertising brotherhood i ran right through the front door like a hobo sailor does 
But it was just a funeral parlor And a man asked me who I was I repeated that my friends were all in jail with a sigh He gave me his card He said, call me if they die I shook his hand and said goodbye Ran out to the street When a bowling ball came down the road And knocked me off my feet Phone was ringing, it just about blew my mind. When I picked it up and said hello, this foot came through the line. Well, by this time I was fed up at trying to make a stab at bringing back any help for my friends and Captain Arab. I decided to flip a coin like either heads or tails. But let me know if I should go back to ship or back to jail. So I parked my sailor suit and I got a coin to flip. It came up tails around my sail, so I made it back to the ship. Well, I got back and took the parking ticket off the mast. I was ripping it to shreds when this Coast Guard boat went past. They asked me my name. Captain Kidd, they believed me, but they wanted to know what exactly that I did. I said, for the Pope of Eruk, I was employed. They let me go right away. They were very paranoid. Well, the last I heard of Arab, he was stuck on a whale that was married to the deputy sheriff of the jail but the funniest thing was when i was leaving the bay i saw three ships sailing they were all heading my way i asked the captain what his name was and how come he didn't drive a truck he said his name was columbus i just say good luck Your honey hair 
called the siblings. It's a small crawling animal. <laughs> the point is, my brother and myself are starting, are going to, we're going what to see. What Tommy is trying to say is we're planning on trying to change our type of music and change the direction in which we would uh, want to sing. We want to sing more to the teenagers, teenage love songs, passionate songs, that, because teenagers need Understanding, they're in a very difficult time of life, and there's a lot of people who sing just for teenagers, and they're very, very successful. The Beatles are the are the are they're as successful as you could get. They they have Beatle wigs, right? They and if, wigs. if if you and I ever get that popular, we couldn't have smothered wigs. <laughs> no, we could because of our hairline. No, we <laughs> so we're gonna have plastic ears. <laughs> Tommy, why don't you tell them this, the song we'd like to try to, to launch this new career with. Our new career will be launched with a song, a teenage song, a teenage song capturing the extremes of the emotional spectrum of excitement. <laughs> First, the song has the unhappiness and the tragedy and the end of the world feeling, which a teenage love or a young person's love, when it goes wrong, it has this unhappiness which knows no bounds and knows no depths of sorrow and pain. On the other extreme, we have <laughs> elation, happiness. But teenage love is never a middle-of-the-road thing, but the extremes. The song featuring my brother and myself will fe feature his lyric voice, the compassion he has gained. Through bitter experience. Through I bitter imagine. experience, my brother will sing now the tragic yet beautiful story, The Lovely Teen Angel. <laughs> no, that's not the name of the song, Tommy. No. The Lovely Teen Angel, Jenny Brown. Passionate, warm, vivacious, eyes sparkling, alive. <laughs> screwed up. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. <laughs> The dress she wore was gingham blue, her hair all tumbled down. It might have been my own true love, my sweetheart, Jenny Brown. 
face was turned into the sand was who I could not tell. But on her hand, a high school ring, a ring I knew too well. My heart stood still, I grasped her arm, and then I turned around. Oh, alas, it was my own true love, my sweetheart, Jenny Brown. Oh, 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 oh. oh Jenny Brown. Why did I treat you cruel? Gosh whiz, Jenny, there was tears in your eyes and you ran away from me and now here I find you on the beach, all still and sandy, and flies and stuff. Oh, I stared into her lovely face, a face that used to clown. I saw one eye a flicker, then wink and open round. She laughed and jumped up tall. I bet you thought I drowned. What a rotten sense of humor has my sweetheart, Jenny Brown. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hold your applause for the end of the show. That was the Smothers Brothers with Jenny Brown. And you knew we were going to play some Smothers Brothers in the to. 1960s. Come on. Uh, and before that was Simon and Garfunkel for Emily, wherever I may find her. And starting off our set was Bob Dylan with Bob Dylan's 115th Dream. And that was our delving into folk music of the 1960s. That's right, our brief and, foray. Yeah, and uh, most of that has... <laughs> personal resonance to me <laughs> for various well, reasons and, and well we, my mother really liked folk all of music. that yeah and actually i grew up listening to the smothers brothers and bob dylan and simon and garfield yeah I, so, I listened to a lot of so, simon garfield like so yeah as every kid trying to harmonize with which is actually an old even older song yes right well yeah, it's like it's a medieval song. <laughs> they're like, "Hey, man, we discovered the nineteen, we discovered the Middle Ages." Yes. Woo! And everybody's like, "Well, it's been that's uh, yeah." It's uh, also the, wait, a song about guys, European herbs. We they're yeah, this, those are our four herbs. We like we only got those four herbs. Those like, are all we use. We, we put them all in potato salad with some raisins. It's great. And I was like, "No mm, oh, raisins, mm. no." Who puts raisins in there? Gross. Simon and Garfunkel. Karen. Karen. <laughs> and their mom, Karen. <laughs> Little known fact, Simon and Garfunkel are brothers. With Steve. Yeah. With, with their brother Steve. With their Steve. brother Steve, right? Steve Garfunkel and bit. Steve Simon. Yeah, well, yes. Simon is, he's Simon, Simon, Garfunkel. Yeah. And then there's Garfunkel, Garfunkel. And Steve Garfunkel. Uh, yes. Steve. It didn't work out. They had some, a falling out. <sighs> Simon Garfunkel and Steve was it was their first iteration yeah, of, of yeah. the band. And then eventually Steve Garfunkel joined the Steve and Steve from of the uh, brothers of Depeche from Mode. Depeche Mode. Yeah. 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 And formed Steve, Steve, and Steve. The it's like Tony, Steves. Tony, Tony. Yes. Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> Except they All didn't. All spelled differently. Yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't. They, no, oh. they missed out on that marketing oh. ploy. And it was one of the reasons their, uh, their album they didn't flopped. Work, really? Yeah. That yeah. was. It's one of the only reasons. It's not the only reason, but it was a contributing factor. Their one hit, I like mayonnaise. Yes. <laughs> Mayo is great. I love it, don't you? Yes. Mayo. 
do 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 I love mayo do 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 and then they got sued by the Archies. Yes. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Steve's. Those those darn Steve's. And if you like this thing we do, why would you? It's ridiculous. This clockwork of cabarets, this mix of history and nonsense, you can help support it. Can you? You can. How? Let me tell you, friend Emmett, you can support it a multitude of ways. You can, all of which are available on our website, agriantstudios.com. That's you amazing. Can, I know. We try to make it easy. One-stop shop. A one-stop shop of supporting us. <laughs> you can There you can find links to our Patreon, which is... Uh, Patreon.com backslash Aggieant Studios. We also have links if you don't want to give us a one-time... I'm sure by now y'all know how Patreon works. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by explaining it. But if you don't have the money to support us every month, but you'd still like to shoot us a couple of bucks, you can do that uh, via our PayPal account, also up on agonyauntstudios.com. You can also find links to all of our social media sites. Uh, this The show is at... Clockwork Cabaret with the O removed in work on almost everything because it's not work what we do. It's love. And if you would like to find Emmett Davenport, she's on Twitter at Emmett Davenport. And I am on Twitter at Lady Anarchop. And from there We're on can, Instagram and yeah, all and those other there, things. Yeah, and from there you can find yeah. us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Tumblr, on all the things that we actually update with any regularity as opposed to live journal. I know I keep bringing that up. I and I, I know that some people got mad at us when we brought it up last time. We're not mad. Just, just kind of, you know, people still use LiveJournal. I'm like, I know, but I don't. And I want to make fun of it. MySpace. <laughs> I mean, if you look hard enough, you can find us on MySpace. We're both there. Perhaps. Oh, no. I, I looked. I oh, looked no. recently. Oh, really? Oh, I did. Okay. I'm still on there. Like, I, I probably... haven't deleted my account because it makes me laugh. I'm probably still on there. There's just some it's very terrifying. old photos of me and oh, my gosh. top. You can find out who my top five friends are. Um, I'm not but one it of is, them. It's, it's not as cringe. It's not as. No, you are not. Uh, <laughs> it's not. And it's not as cringy as. Like, I don't know. Say. Live journal. <laughs> no. Oh, no. The live journal is locked down. <laughs> That live journal is locked down. You can't go on there. Oh, right. And with that, yeah, we're delving gonna... into our past. Oh, <laughs> uh, and we, we're we going to end the show, <laughs> finally, this episode. With, okay, with, the, okay. with the band that we brought up at yes. the beginning, but have not yet played. Yes, we, we have controlled ourselves, despite the fact that we could have brought it up. Yeah. And also, I... I I, I feel like I should have I, I should have a uh, a caveat for next week's episode, which will be delving into the another ver- part of 1960s. There's a very good chance that we will not be playing any Rolling Stones in next week's episode, <laughs> and that is because of a burning hatred that was planted in my brain mm-hmm. as a child by my mother, and I will. Yes. <laughs> like like I I I I I appreciate them. I think okay. they are like music they're musically they're a very good band. Um I feel like there are some songs that I like. But because of a personal interaction 
that my mother had when she was a small child with the Rolling Stones at a concert. Um, I have a really hard time. You have a you have familial grudge. I have a grudge against, against the Rolling, the Rolling Stones. Stones. Yeah, yeah. So we might play them, but if we don't, I'm putting the caveat right now that it's personal. Yeah. It was not. It was not it's, an oversight. Yeah, it's not an oversight. Kind of like it's we only be- played one Elvis song last. Well, yeah, and yeah. and honestly, it we 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 cringed about playing Phil Spector. We did. We we had a debate about yeah, yes. playing. We Phil argued. Spector. We argued about yeah, it. But he was. But really because he was so in influential, and and that also supposedly that's not when he was doing horrible shit. Well, and I just totally swore that we. So. <laughs> you did. It's usually me. I totally did. So yeah. So there was. Well, and and yeah. No, 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 so, no, no. He's a terrible person, and we did debate about having. But it's one of those things that it's. He like, was he very was influential. So influential. And, yes, and so and had so many hits just yeah. by from him. And if you if you listen to this episode and you want to know about the family gr- Davenport grudge against the Rolling Stones, feel free to hit me up on uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Again, she's at Emmett Davenport. And I'll tell you all about it. I have no qualms about that. Yeah. In fact, I can tell you all sorts of funny, weird interactions that my family has had with music, with musicians, just like how during the 1920s or 30s or whatever, when we were doing blues and I talked about Muddy Waters. Yeah. I can talk. I There's a lot of musicians that for some weird reason my family came into contact with. And I have no actual stories, but if you would like me to lie to you, yes. you can hit me up at Lady Undercoff yeah, and I'll so, tell you some lies. There we go. About the Beatles and their covent. That's yeah. probably not. I'm not sure that's far off. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about the Beatles coming, but I'll tell you about that next week, or maybe I won't. Who knows? All Who right, knows? and so with that, forget. and with that, we are ending today's show with the Beatles and Norwegian Wood. The bird has flown, and okay. we will see you all next week.
We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey, broadcasting your marvelous music, and sail on to glory! If you would like to find out more about this program, please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C-L-O-C-K-W-R-K Cabaret.